Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. here with the Hollywood Life Podcast. I'm here with my co-anchor, Ali Stagnita. Hi, Ali. Hi, guys. And we have got a super special guest today. We are so excited to talk to her because she's just coming off a very big win. Welcome, Caitlin Bristow. <laughs> Hi, Caitlin. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi. Hi. So congratulations. You are the winner of Dancing with the Stars, and that is a a huge accomplishment. Yeah, that, I mean, even just when people say it out loud, that you are the winner of Dancing with the Stars, I'm like, oh my gosh, it is real. I keep having dreams that they take it away from me, that like, I still have to go through another, like, 11 weeks of this to get another trophy. Like, it just doesn't seem real. (laughs) It's something, too, that you have waited such a long time for, because, you know, story it's something that typically somebody right after they were bachelorette went on the show went on dancing with the stars and you didn't get that opportunity so for it to be now and for you to win I mean just how does it feel kind of coming full circle it I keep saying that exact word like the full circle moment is crazy because I actually did get offered it after um, bachelorette but because of timing and um, I, I mean, it was a whole thing that I couldn't go on contracts, blah, blah, blah. But um, you know what, if I look back, I'm such a believer in timing and aligning with the universe and where I'm supposed to be at the, at that time. And it just wouldn't have been the right time for me to go in it five years ago. I wasn't in the right headspace. I was coming off of a show that really like mentally drains you. It's exhausting and having five years to, you know, want it even more and then to get there and win the whole thing it just is like that much sweeter and it's just incredible well you must be in the most fantastic shape of your life (laughs) (laughs) yes it's crazy it's it's such a grind it's so physically demanding I mean I before I went on I luckily had a few friends who have been on Dancing with the Stars and they said like it's it takes a toll on your body it's six hours a day seven days a week no days off it's just like constant I mean it's it's cardio yes but you're holding your muscles in different ways that you get sore in places you didn't even know you could be sore and I tried to prep before I went on Dance with the Stars I started lifting weights and boxing and trying to like really get my stamina up and even with all of that training and going into it, I mean, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. I mean, my joints were really sore. I'm pretty sure right now I have to go get an x-ray because it feels like one of my ribs is cracked or something. I can't even breathe in fully. It hurts so bad. My ankles mangled. It's really physically demanding. Yeah, we've definitely heard that. 
Yes, because yeah. we it's interesting because we spoke to the runner up to Neve yeah. mm-hmm. um, just at the start and he was a marathon runner. And yeah. so he also came in prepared like in good cardio shape, but he said it was so hard still. Yeah, it's like a, it's crazy. That's right, because you're you you are using parts of your body you just don't normally use. And the mm-hmm. thing is, you had a background of dancing, didn't you? Like you yeah. dancing. I, I grew up dancing. My mom was a professional ballerina. So um, when I was about three, I did ballet. And until I was about, um, I mean, probably 16. And then I really tr- kind of tried to chase the hip hop um, dance career. I, I moved to Vancouver. I danced with a hip hop company. Wow. And um, yeah, I was really trying to go after the hip hop ballroom, I'm telling you, is a whole other beast. But I do think having a bit of a dance background helped me with certain things like um, like arm placements or having some sort of grace when dancing the slower dances. Yeah, I mean, it is so different ballroom, like even just having, I remember, you know, Heather Morris had some mm. dance background, but it's so different from ballroom that even if yeah. you have that, you know, okay, great, you can catch a beat, but like, Right. You're flexing muscles that no dancer with professional experience has. I had to unlearn a lot of things that I learned through dance to to do ballroom because there's certain I mean, certain styles of dance that I mean, it has to be heel toe first. Other ones are toe heel. And it's all these like weird little things that you would never think about unless. Whoops. Style of dance. Did your mother give you any advice being a professional ballerina? Oh, yes. She, my mom gives me advice daily. (laughs) She was just, um, she really wanted me to not hold back because I think as a dancer, when I was younger, I was, believe it or not, because I'm not a shy person. I was really shy as a dancer. And looking back on um, certain times of, of wanting to make it in life as a dancer, I think that was one of my biggest problems was holding back and not wanting to be as vulnerable as you should be as a dancer. But, um, you know, at the age of 35, one of, one of, I think it's my biggest blessings in life now is how vulnerable I can be. And that really helped me on the dance floor, I think. Yeah. You had a really beautiful dance dedicated to a friend that you had lost. Was that one of the hardest that you had done? Do you feel like in the show? Yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, because a lot of people don't see all of the hours we put in at the studio and everything. Like, it's usually just a quick minute or something about what we're dancing for. But I, I mean, it was a full week of tears and emotions because I danced to a song that um, we played at her funeral. And I hadn't listened to that song in however many years. So then to be in a dance studio six hours a day seven days a week listening to that song was just bringing up so many emotions and I got really uh, sad and happy and all these memories just started flowing back in so it was really challenging that before I did that dance I was sitting on those steps and they play the package before and talk about my girlfriend who I'd lost and I had to sit there and plug my ears otherwise I would have not been able to do that dance well it was a beautiful tribute thank you Now, it's interesting that Hannah Brown, also Bachelorette, won the year before. What do you think it is about Bachelorettes? Did Hannah give you any advice? 
Yeah. She was actually so helpful through the whole thing. She brought me a little bath for my feet. Um, the apartment that they put me up in didn't have a bath. So she got me this little foot bath and she was just, she told me how hard it can get, how challenging, not only physically, but mentally as well. Um, you know, you get in your head about certain things and it is a competition and it's just like, a, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot for 11 weeks. And so she was very helpful um, in, in giving me advice or keeping me grounded and saying that, you know, like, this is all going to go by so fast because in the moment you're like six hours every day and then you blink and it, it really was over. So yeah, it's weird because I didn't think, I, I actually thought Neve was going to win only like, not only because he um, was a great dancer, but because I'm like, there's no way they're going to have two back-to-back -back bachelorette girls yeah. win. And I got in my head about that. Cause I really just, I was like, would they do that? And I think it just shows how loyal Bachelor Nation is because, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a voting competition and you need votes to get through each week and to win the whole thing. So um, I, I think Bachelor Nation is loyal and strong and fierce. Well, and your boyfriend, Jason, um, was so great at, you know, wrangling voters every week. How else was he, you know, supportive to you and, it, you know, maybe behind the scenes that, that we didn't get to see? Um, oh, so did, yeah. he was allowed to be with you because I know married couples weren't allowed to be. Well, I guess because Artem was also dancing, like he wasn't it allowed. Was, to take his it was partners who were both on the show. So like Sasha and Emma, they had to be away from each other during dancing. It was because you, if one person got sick, you don't want the other pro to get sick. And so it was only the pros that were married and living together that had to separate. Um, so Jason was really, really uh, good and cautious about, you know, we called it our, um, our little bubble. We didn't do much. I got tested every single day and he was just, I mean, I don't think there's any hype man out there quite like Jason Tardick. Like he's just, he's the most supportive, greatest. Like I would not only just on social media, I would come home and he would make sure like the place was clean. A candle was lit. There was a glass of wine waiting. Like he was just, he, he really saved me through the whole thing. The winning is, and him reacting is the best thing I've ever, I think I watched it 60 times. It is so good. It was so good. Um, Champagne uh, everywhere. Uh, Did he ever massage your feet? <laughs> oh yeah. I I mean, there were times where he's like, do I really have to do this every night? And I was like, please. <laughs> he did. He was so great about it. Um, how, how did you actually, how did you celebrate after the win? Oh my gosh. Um, I was so exhausted. <laughs> I, I I sat in my trailer after and had a moment because I was like, oh my gosh, I did it. And I had a little um, a little whiskey in my, this peanut butter whiskey in my trailer that was sitting there that someone had brought me. And I had a little like cheers to myself. And then I came home and Jason and one of our best friends, Lo, was there. And we just opened up a bottle of champagne and I ended up actually going over to Neve's place and then going home to bed. And I, I slept for about 45 minutes because we had to be up at 3 a.m. for Good Morning America and all of the press that happens in New York. So that, that was that was a struggle. But I mean, it's, I was just so happy that I, it was all part of it. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, so what are so what are your plans now? I mean, that was such an enormous goal. What are your plans? What are you and Jason planning to do? No, I know. I know. I I I said to myself, and I said to Jason, and I think I said it on my podcast too that if I win the trophy, I'm like, I'm ready to settle down and have a family. Like I'm 35 and that's when I kind of planned on, you know, I wanted to accomplish so many things and I still want to, when I have kids, you know, I'm still planning on doing stuff. But as soon as I got home, I'm like, I'm just gonna, you know, relax. And then three days of sleeping and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. What else? What's next? Like, what can I do? And I, I have no idea. I really, you know, being in Nashville, I um, started singing and songwriting and I released a couple songs and I was so shocked with how well they did that um, when I initially started singing and taking voice lessons and writing and stuff, I was doing it just um, because it helped my anxiety and it was therapeutic to me. And I loved doing it. I had no plans of like releasing anything or thinking it would go anywhere. And when I did and saw the response, I was like, maybe this is something I could explore. So maybe I'll focus on that being back in Nashville now. And are you and Jason planning to start a family now? I, I mean, I don't know when, but I know that we're both so excited to do so. I mean, we, of course, Jason's, Jason's a little more of the traditional type where he's like, well, we have to get married first. And I'm like, well, no, we actually don't, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, we're in a pandemic. So we don't, we haven't even thought about a wedding because we're the type of people that want everybody that means something to us there. So um, baby talk has definitely come before wedding talk. <laughs> so you wouldn't- oh, go ahead, Bonnie you wouldn't like just go to city hall to just make it legal and then do the Oh yeah. I've, I've thought about that. I have not ruled that out. Jason doesn't love that idea, but I'm also Canadian. I'm like, girlfriend could use a green card, but I'm not going to just do it for that. <laughs> I've got a work visa, so I'm okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Bonnie's a Canadian too. She's yeah. like very excited now. I always knew you were Canadian. Yeah. The Bachelorette. I'm from Toronto and getting the green card took a long time. So. Oh, it's it's quite a process, yes. But getting married, that's would definitely be helpful. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, Caitlin, during the pandemic, how has it been you and Jason kind of navigating your relationship? Has it been good? Have it has it been kind of not ups and downs, but just different? Yeah, I think I mean I think anyone two people are not meant to spend this much time together. It's just, it doesn't matter who you are, relationship, friendship, family. It's, it's tough to spend every day, all day together. And Jason and I have worked out like a really good system because we both are able and lucky enough to work from home. So he has his office on um, upstairs and I'm downstairs and we kind of get up in the morning, have a coffee, talk about what we've got going on in the day, kind of go our separate ways and then come back together at night for a glass of wine, dinner. Like it's, we've just worked out such a good system where it doesn't feel like we're just constantly like in each other's space. Um, and so it's actually been really great for us. It, it was tough at the beginning. No, it was fun at the beginning. Then it got tough. And then we worked out a system. And I think <laughs> that's um, a lot of people can probably relate to that because like I said, you're just not meant to spend that much time with someone. Anyone would have ups and downs in, especially while going through a pandemic, you know, we can, we kind of took it as we're going through this together and there are going to be hard times and don't get, we have a great relationship, but of course there are times I literally want to punch him in the face. And I know he feels the exact same way about me. 
<laughs> do you, have you met, do you know Tasha? Yes, yes, I adore Tasha. So do you think, well, first of all, let's, I'll ask the question. Do you think that she should go on Dancing with the Stars and will she win? Hmm. <laughs> well, now I think yes. Um, I always, so five years ago when I was supposed to go on and um, I was kind of, it was kind of taken away from me and I continued to try and use my voice to stand up for bachelorettes because bachelors were getting the same opportunity and the bachelors, bachelorettes were not for dancing. And so I was so happy when Hannah got to go on and everyone was like, oh my gosh, are you so mad? Cause you were supposed to go on. I was like, no, I'm so happy. This is literally why I like to speak up and use my voice is to create opportunities for other women who I believe deserve it. And then I got to do it. And now Tasha, I actually have a video I posted not too long ago about um, she, we were in Napa together and we were dancing all night long. And I posted a video of us dancing and everyone was like, oh, should she go on um, dancing next? So I'm like, absolutely she should. Um, and of course I would be rooting for her. I think you, you never know with Bachelor Nation behind you, you can win anything. That's true. Do you feel like Artem would want to be yeah. paired with another Bachelorette? <laughs> it's good luck. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I don't know. That's, it's so crazy. I, I would probably, well, no matter who she would be partnered with, I would be like, call me anytime you need. I'm going to get all everyone to vote for you. Like, it's just such a fun experience. It, it's hard, but fun. Yeah. Do you, um, do you have a favorite suitor for her yet? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I do. I am like so rooting for Brendan um he is everything like he's he's quirky and he's funny but I don't think he even realizes how funny he is he seems extremely humble and he he's been through the same kind of like experience as she has and they really bonded over it I love their energy together I just think he seems right now to me I'm like he's my number one for her mm -hmm. yeah what is what are your thoughts I mean Obviously, the season has been crazy so far. So when you saw Claire and Dale leave together engaged, were you surprised that they like had even just gone as far as to get engaged at that point? No, I wasn't surprised. I think Claire, that's just so Claire. She gives everything her all and she believes in love more than anyone I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And I feel like just from the beginning, I mean, so many rumors were swirling that that did happen. So I think we were all kind of waiting for it in a way. And, and when it happened, I was like, I'm not surprised at all. That is, you know, that, that would be how her love story went. Mm -hmm. Do you expect that um, there'll be wedding bells there soon? Oh yeah. I think there's going to be babies before there's wedding bells for them too. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I really, uh, I am of course rooting for them because I always say that it's really tough to come off of that show and have a strong foundation to start a healthy relationship because 
of everything you've just been through together. You're dating other people, you're involving other people's families. It's really hard to come off of that and, ha and, and have a strong foundation. And for them, they didn't really have to go through that. So I'm, I'm really rooting for them. And I think, I think they have a chance. Yeah. Well, listen, you took it, you got engaged, but you yeah. took the idea of getting to know your fiance, Sean, Sean yeah. Booth, very seriously. You guys didn't rush into marriage, which Thank I, God. yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's why I think it was so good, honestly, that she, and I know that she received a lot of hate for it, but that she was like, no, like, I don't need to go through and, and do this with all these other guys. And I do think that watching that back has to be really difficult for the couples that do go through it. I know firsthand it is yeah. challenging. We all have, you know, demons of past relationships and insecurities and things that we worry about and coming off of a show like that. It, if you have any insecurities or like things in your past that sneak up, it's, it's almost impossible to stay strong through that. And I, I don't want to speak for Jojo because I think she said it before, but she even said like, they went through a really hard time at first, yeah. but, but getting through that and coming out of it the other end, you're probably stronger than ever. So yeah, it's, it works for, for some people and not for many. And it's, it's really, really tough. Do you yeah. think that because Jason was on the show, like he, he wasn't a bachelor, but he experienced the show. Do you think that's helped your relationship? Yeah, I think so a little bit. Um, it definitely, what, what I find about the show is one of two things can happen. You can either put your walls up and, and be, you know, worried about what people are going to think of you or then get on social media and think you have to portray the certain image and, or you can let the show like kind of surrender to it and you opportunity to learn a lot about yourself and you're talking to producers every single day on that show about your trauma about relationships about why you love the way you do about what your insecurities are and it's actually quite therapeutic if you use it that way um, and I think Jason and I both did that we we really grew from the show and learned a lot about ourselves and what we want in relationships and being able to easily talk about it and so I think that's helped our relationship in that way but I think Jason's just he's one of the most level-headed confident um just like really positive people I've ever met and he's I don't know he's just very he's unique in that way <laughs> you have your own podcast off the vine I think you're mm -hmm. in front of your sign which is great oh. it's wonderful and you, you have a lot of bachelor and bachelorette contestants like on it. What is, how do you make the focus? Like what is sort of the, the focus of your podcast? What do you try to do with it? Um, well, I think when you go on a show like the bachelor or bachelorette, it's, it's heavily edited and you kind of um, are pigeonholed into this one character that they've made you. And so I like to give people a voice and for them to show like they're, fun, funny side. And, and I like to talk about all things, whether it's something like embarrassing, hilarious, something that um, is an insecurity of theirs that they want to work on. Um, I, I like to just empower people uh, and, and just, 
you know, have a nice, genuine conversation with them about how they feel and what their side of the story is and, uh, and just kind of give them that platform to, to say whatever they want. And it's always fun. I, the whole part of my um, purpose of my podcast when I started it was to just have a glass of wine and, and have listeners feel like they're just hanging out with best friends, having a laugh. Have you ever gone on Aiden Mirden's podcast? Do you know her? She's Arden. an Arden. 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 She's like an obsessive Bachelor Nation fan. Tell me the name one more time. Arden Marine. She's um her podcast is Can I Have This Rose? Maybe it's yeah. Called? Yeah, she it's has her. bells on a lot. Okay, is it called Can I Steal You for a Second? No. Is that a different? No. Okay, okay. There are so many Bachelor podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but Wells goes on it. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, well, so we, Wells goes on it awesome. sometimes. He does like tours of it, but it's so funny because they don't watch any spoilers or do anything like that. So it's really real time and it's hilarious. Yeah. They're also mostly comedians. Um, oh, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. But with Off the Vine, it's so good. That, like, I feel like being, ha- being, having gone through you know, the show yourself mm-hmm. allows you to, you know, talk so much to it that it makes people more comfortable than, you know, Bonnie and I are great. We love having people on the podcast, but it's more, it's, you know, people are more willing, I feel like to be vulnerable when you've been through it too, and are kind of in the same shoes. Yeah. I think there, I mean, there's just such a small handful of us that can say we've been through this unique situation. So I think you bond over that. Yeah. Can you tell us, because this is something that, that we always wonder about, like when you watch the show, there's so few times where they actually show the batch, let's say the bachelor or the bachelorette, the one who's trying to find a life partner, really talking about life issues and about goals. Like, cause how do you choose a partner if you don't know what they think about really important subjects, you know, whether they want kids, what they, how they want to raise them, et cetera, et cetera. I'm, I've said that for so many years. I mean, I'm like, you got to like do a date where you're planning out like a mortgage or paying your taxes or like talking politics or religion, you know, cause those, I mean, I guess they think maybe that makes boring TV, <laughs> but um, the thing is like, I remember having conversations cause Ben Higgins was on my season And I remember having like a very deep conversation about religion with him because that was something that was very important to him, but they didn't show it. And so I think a lot of, a lot of things are cut out. A lot of things are talked about. And um, I mean, a lot of that is actually what you talk about in the fantasy suite. I know everyone has their assumptions (laughs) of what happens in the fantasy suite, but to be honest, that's usually where the deep conversations happen. Um, But I mean, to your point, it's still it's a wild world of picking a life partner on national television while, you know, like trying to navigate so many different relationships and compartmentalize these like different men. It's the weirdest thing in the world. And I don't like to pick a husband, a life altering decision after, you know, 10 weeks seems insane, but works for some people. (laughs) Did you, when you were there and you ended up picking Sean, did you, were you able to have those serious conversations yeah, that's, and like I said, it was, we really, actually all three of the guys, cause you always have three fantasy dates. That's where I was really like, okay, enough of like the romance and the fun dates. Like what, 
is your like goal in life? Like, where do you want to live? Same thing as you said, how, how do you want to raise kids? What were you like growing up? What was your family dynamic? How did you learn to like use money, spend money? I love those kinds of conversations. And I think if you're going to pick somebody to marry, you should have those. And I actually did like align with a lot of, all three of them, actually, we all kind of had the same beliefs, which makes it that much harder. But it's, I really believed at the end, I was picking the right person. And I do believe I still did pick the right person at the end. Yeah. And it helped you lead you to now your person. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Are you still friends with Nick Vile? Oh yeah, we're great. He actually, Jason, Jason was friends with him before I was. Um, so yeah, he, we were just in LA obviously for dancing and before we left, uh, he came over for a game night. We're all friends. Well, why hasn't he found the one yet? <laughs> I don't know. He keeps teasing stuff on his Instagram about finding someone. So I'm like, he's very, he's very hush hush about that kind of thing. And, but I have a feeling he, he went on the bachelor, the bachelor. I know yeah. you gotta let us in after that. Right. Exactly. He has his podcast too. Maybe he's, do you feel like he'd be with someone from bachelor nation or like outside of bachelor nation? I think he's open to someone from bachelor nation. Um, I'm trying to think, cause I feel like wasn't yeah because he dated a couple girls from the bachelor world after like when he was on paradise and hung out with a couple other i think he would d- date someone from bachelor never forget january jones oh, oh yeah oh my gosh he's yeah he was on a little hot streak there yeah, he was he was um also i have to point out before we wrap up here your lindsay l cd in the back she's a good friend of oh. mine, and i'm obsessed with her new album so i love that you have it back there <laughs> yes oh my god she's a dear friend she was over last night we did a little christmas cocktail um competition where we had to make drinks and jason was the judge <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah she was my first was interview ever four years ago Really? Oh, that's amazing. Yes, she is. She is. I mean, Canadian. She's incredible. Yep. Yep. She's been on the podcast. That's awesome. Yep. We have all the Canadians on the podcast. (laughs) We love Canadians. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, listen, super congratulations. We were so excited that, and, and that you won and it was so well-deserved and, um, I just, are you like, have you and Jason, are you doing any of the dances? Like, have you tried? <laughs> I tried. I, I tried to teach him a couple moves. He, Jason's really good on his own. Um, not so good with choreography. <laughs> Maybe Artem can teach you guys for when eventually you do get married. You, he can, you guys can get a dance. I love that idea. I think that would be a great idea. And I, I should show, probably show you guys this before we go, but. You gotta see her. <gasps> the mirror ball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> With two cups to drink next to it. We love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They say turnt and soft. <laughs> Amazing. On brand. You must let On us brand. know if there's any um if announce if you have any announcements. Uh, of course um (laughs) actually today I don't know when this will air but as of today um we just launched because I have a wine label Spade and Sparrows um so I have a Pinot Grigio a Rosé and a Pinot Noir and we brought out a cab for the holidays so the cab just dropped today it is 
I know I'm biased, but it's so delicious. I love uh, Jason's like, you know, you're a fan of your own wine because you don't, I don't drink anything else. Like, and I love all types of wine. I only drink Spade and Sparrows now because I've just gotten, I'm like, oh, this is my jam. It's so good. Um, and so I'm very excited that the cab dropped today and we have so much fun stuff planned. I mean, we have a wine club that people can be part of. We do Zooms every few months and have sommeliers on and special guests. And Wells has actually been on a couple of times. And, um, and then I also have my um, do edit line of scrunchies, which is so fun because we've been able to expand that. So we have like dog bandanas. They're called doggy do's. Oh, we have like, we're going to make masks. Um, we've got some um, merch for sweatsuits coming out. So it's been really fun. That's what I'm now being home. Cause I learned in, through the pandemic that being home, I'm so lucky to be able to work from home, but I'm able to be more um, productive and involved in the business side of things rather than just like the social media side. And I've learned so much about the wine industry, which is so challenging um, that it's been really, really good for me. So um, I hope everybody checks it out and enjoys it as much as I do. Okay. Tell everybody again, how they find your wine and how they find your accessories, your scrunchies. Yes. So the actually both pages that we made for Spade and Sparrows and for scrunchies are really fun because it feels like a really strong community of women that just come together and like bond over wine and scrunchies. So um, the Spade and Sparrows account is at Spade and Sparrows and then uh, scrunchies is at do, D-E-W, edit. And um, everything's on my website as well, caitlinbristow.com. Great. And when, what day do you usually do your podcast? When do you post it? The I have two podcasts. So off the vine and then on Thursday, off the vine is on Tuesdays. And then on Thursdays, it's called grape therapy where I usually recap the bachelor or bachelorette. Oh, okay. I love that. I love all the wine. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big wine gal too. So oh, are you? I'll have to send you guys some. Where do you guys live? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm in New York City. Bonnie's right outside of the city. Okay, cool. Um, I'll see if I can ship it to there. If you just send me like a DM with your address, I'll send you guys some wine. Oh Ooh, okay. we love that I we, will, we will toast the mirror yes. bottle and your win with dancing with the stars for yeah. now coffee <laughs> there we go. Until, until it's five o'clock exactly exactly ish Amazing. Well, well, it's great to talk to you thank you so much and of course, um, thank you ladies we will um we wish you all the best with and all your ventures thank you so much thanks for having me well, thank you for joining. Always. Okay. okay. Bye. 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 Bye.